Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I'm Quinn, your GM. With me today are Tio. Hello. Oh, I need to say thanks. <laughs> Hello. <Jesus>. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Tio. Hi. How's it going? Hello. Welcome to the recording. You've been first before. <laughs> what are we? What are we playing? I messed it up that time too. If you remember. <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, hello, I am Tio. I play Claire, Claremont, the forgotten vessel on this show. Hannah. Well in one. <laughs> hello, and spooky Halloween, if this gets released around Halloween, and if it doesn't. We recorded it uh, during holiday. Halloween month, so there. Yes, ah. spooky November holiday, wherever you are and you celebrate. Anyway, I'm Hannah, and I play Max the Paradox. And Kyle. Spooky my birthday, maybe, mid-November. I'm Kyle. I play <laughs> Duncan Oliver the Vox. Amazing. Listeners, the vibes this episode will be immaculate. It's another off-night recording time. Happy Thursday. Whenever we record off-night, off our usual recording time, listeners, we get real weird. We get real... Mm -hmm weird so yeah we're late in the week we're not buttoned up monday energy no it's all no. hanging loose Woo! it's all TGI hanging almost loose. friday <laughs> we are going to pick up with the three of you having just exited the principal's office where you gleaned uh, quite a bit of intel last session you learned that somewhere elementary has been held back 13 years for failing to meet the standard the perversive entropic force seemingly controlling the school you learned that there were three outstanding tests left in finals week, PE, social studies, and civics. And you discovered a picture of Max visiting somewhere elementary, a place and a, an occurrence that she has no memory of, which, Max, go ahead and mark your searcher agenda for discovering something that might lead you closer to getting unstuck from time or re-unstuck. All right. I mark an experience. So now I have two experiences. Yeah. Ooh. So you throw open the door from the principal's office and ahead of you is the Kafka-esque teacher's lounge, replete with face walls, lines with threatening auras, yeah. and golems made of frozen teacher cuboids. There is no sign, however, of C-Mac or his band of rebel kids. Oh, also, Max is carrying Principal with her. <laughs> mm -hmm. Principal is our hall pass. <laughs> The scene, while disturbing and perhaps alarming, doesn't seem immediately threatening. The teacher's lounge has not seemed to notice your return yet. What do you do? We probably shouldn't dally here very long. Nope. There's nothing really for us here if we're trying to go get these tests done. We need to avoid being intercepted. We have to go to the prom. We yeah. Should go, yeah, we should go to prom and then back to I'm going to Orange P. Square. Yeah, we got PE and okay. civics are the other two. Yeah. Okay. PE and prom are next to each other. Quinn? Yes. Uh, you said the kids aren't there. There is no sign of them. I seem to recall that this room was, I think the word that I'd like to be using is fucking weird. Correct. Is it still fucking weird? Oh, extremely, yes. Uh, and I should add, there is no sign of the kids, but there is a lot of paint everywhere. Oh, boy. Yeah, they're in detention. We need to get these three tests done as fast as possible. What about that weird line thing that, like, wanted to... Indeed, still there. Uh, it's in the middle of the room. It doesn't seem to have noticed you yet. Or if it has, it's not reacting to you. But it is indeed there. Okay. Yeah, everything that was here is still here, and we need to get through this room now. Okay. 
We run. Who is taking the lead? Not me, because Principal is a little heavy. <laughs> well, considering I'm at three harm, I'm going to say not me. I will charge ahead. Okay. Duncan, give me a roll to save your skin on behalf of the team here. If anyone would like to help him, you certainly can. I will help. I can help. How do I help? Uh, mark one of your essence, and then okay. Duncan can roll 3d6 and discard the lowest as if he'd pushed himself. All right. I am helping you. Fabulous. Right. Saving skin. Drop the two. That's an 11. Okay. Woo! On a 10 plus, you are in the clear, though it may take a few minutes before the danger has passed. So, Duncan, I think you get probably about halfway through the room. You get kind smoke of close bomb. to the... <laughs> okay. I don't I don't have a smoke bomb. I didn't think you did. <laughs> but I will yell it. Yeah, it's the moment you yell smoke bomb that things get a little dicey, and, and the room <laughs> sort of swings to life. The oversized eyes on the, the walls and the ceiling kind of recalibrate towards you. The shape golem starts to, to move, and the squiggly line makes a beeline towards you. But what does it look like as as you lead you and your companions to safety? Let's see. I think mostly it's while people were fighting, I kind of clocked the safe route through the room with my camera on the way through the first time. So can clock where to duck and slide underneath where the line would slide over us. Yeah, so it's a little dicey. There's some close calls, but the three of you are able to bob and weave and ultimately reach the exit from the teacher's lounge to the rest of the school. And you throw the door shut. <gasps> we don't have to go back through there, right? And we've got Principal with us. Please return Principal to his office. We will. I should not be walking amongst the students. I must maintain an air of reserved dignity and authority. Good news is you're not walking. <laughs> so... You know, we got, it got you error, there. Error, error, error. Uh, we got to keep going because we don't want to get caught by any hall monitors. We need to go to gym and prom. So I think prom's closest. Yeah. Probably go there. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You all head down the hallway. You turn the T intersection. I think you can see both directions, a pair of hall monitors making their way up and down the hallway. And they start moving towards you, but you are able to duck into the cafeteria first where prom is located. The scene, once again, is what Max saw previously. It's a darkened room with kind of like a disco ball, almost like a light caster that's spinning and distributing illumination across the room. There's a couple dozen kids who are dancing in what some might call just awkward dancing, but what others might call a rigid geometric motion. And then off to the side, I think you can see an older man, sort of halo of gray hair atop his head with a pin that says, as chaperone oh <laughs> who max you encountered previously i hold out my hand max may i have this dance <laughs> i look over at claire and i go can you watch the guy the robot the guy principal yes 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 i'll take principal to pe pe with the principal all right release me i was not meant to engage in physical activity <laughs> You and me both, bud. I hand Principal to Claire, and uh, I go, yes, I would love this dance, good sir. Would you like to dance the Polonaise? My favorite. I hear it is all the range. The two of you head out onto the dance floor beneath the spinning light. 
And huh? we're going to jump back to you in a second. But Claire, as you take Principal, he starts waving his robot arms and they start like sort of clanking and you hear the sound of like hissing and distance. He says, help, chaperone, I am being kidnapped. No, no, no. You're going willingly. No, I am not. <laughs> no, you were kidnapped. You will sit on the sidelines. You must make sure that we pass the tests. Can you kidnap? A robot, since it's not a human being. I am being botnapped. <laughs> botnapped. <laughs> I'm being droidnapped. We'll workshop this. You're getting to verify your information out in the field. This is due diligence. Claire, you notice that the chaperone's eyes have sort of flicked towards the two of you. I've looked for an off switch, right? There's no off switch. Oh, yeah. No, no, for sure not. Okay. <laughs> Well, A, I want to scurry along to P.E. and say so loudly, like, off to P.E. we go. And then I want to whisper to Principal, initiate safe mode, rebooting systems. That is not beep, anything. Boop, boop, beep. <laughs> <laughs> That's offensive. Verifying results. Please hold and then Claire is going to look for the closest broom closet and stuff Principal in there and continue <laughs> on to PE. Okay, sounds good. Um, I don't think I'll make you roll for that. I think because there, there's one like right there. There's like a janitor's closet that's right across the hallway from yeah. the cafeteria. So yeah, you you, <laughs> you you try to do this and Principal <laughs> continues to protest and you stuff him into the janitor's closet like a true <laughs> elementary school bully. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the cafeteria. Who's leading this dance? I think you'll find that Duncan is a good dancer. Oh. oh. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Polonaise is a Polish dance. It is apparently, according to Wikipedia, which we should all be donating money to, mm-hmm. thank you, Wikipedia, uh, is apparently a widespread dance in carnival parties and is always the first dance at a student dance. the polish equivalent of the senior prom that occurs approximately 100 days before exams so this is in fact the first dance at the school i'm looking at it and it's we definitely do it and duncan is (laughs) very proficient at it but it also looks pretty weird when it's just two people doing it yep it's definitely a group coordinated yeah here's the thing as soon as you all start dancing everyone else joins you and the Hell rest yeah. of the students <laughs> yeah. form up to do the polonaise. Polonaise. At first, their movements seem to match yours perfectly in perfect synchronicity. But then you notice that your movements start to feel a little bit jerky, almost as though they are also conforming to the others' movements. And whoever's leading... Go ahead and give me a roll to embrace chaos. Or if this is not a dance where someone leads and follows, both of you give me a roll to embrace chaos. Wikipedia does not seem to indicate if there's a leading and a following. So I think that means, unfortunately, both of us. Yeah, it's it, it doesn't look like a dance that, that has a leader or a follower. It looks like a dance that has a set of moves and you, you line up and then all the boys are doing one line and all the girls are doing another line and you kind of slowly walk around. Yeah, both of you go ahead and give me a roll to embrace chaos then. Okay. As you feel yourselves in the least fun way possible overtaken by the dance. Oh boy. All right. All right. For me, that's going to be a seven. Okay. 
And that's with my plus two. <laughs> oh. Yikes. Well, you, you scraped by. <laughs> really maybe need to do my essence, but then I would fracture. Yeah, I got a minus one, but I can't drop out of the scene because we need to go to prom. <laughs> uh, shit. Four. Okay. <laughs> so we'll start with Max. On a seven and nine, you choose one and I choose one. I would like to... Gain a clear understanding. No, we already know. Mm. Quell its effect? Yes, I would like to quell the power's effect. Thank you, Duncan. For my option, I will choose Mark 1 Essence. Uh, as resisting the standard in the form of this first dance, it feels almost as though like you're deep underwater or the pressure in your ears when you're flying. Like you can feel your body sort of being like pushed and hemmed in, rigid and pressed into right angles. Tell me how you take control of the dance, Max. Max once existed in a timeline that was the mid 90s. And at that point, Michael Flatley was very popular. If anybody watched PBS, the, the Lord of the Dance, the Irish dancing. Please tell me someone's getting this yes. reference. <laughs> okay, good. I thought perhaps this was like a Mandela effect moment. <laughs> no, no. What's Irish dance? I, I Irish. slipped into Ireland? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so uh, Max watched a lot of that. And Max has learned a bit about a bit about the step dancing and Michael Flatley and the Lord of the Dance. And is channeling that knowledge into this chaotic energy that's trying to take control of her through dance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you channel this energy and you take control of the dance. It takes you some time because you also are kind of pushing up against everyone else in this dance. And in doing so, you look over at Duncan and you realize that he is moving in perfect synchronicity with the dance and his whole countenance has taken on sort of a cubish appearance in a way that is rather unsettling. Duncan, on a miss, literally anything could happen, but it almost certainly won't be good. Almost. Almost certainly. Go ahead and mark that last essence on your track. Shit. Yeah. Bye. Uh, <laughs> as oh, no. you become one Bye, everyone. with the dance. Uh... And you feel perfectly in sync with all of your dance partners, except Max, ironically, but you can't win them all. And you feel with perfect certainty that you are performing the dance exactly as it was intended to be done. This is the best prom. So you're going to come back at the end of the scene with a fracture. But Max, you are able to bring this dance to a halt and all of the other participants, including Duncan, just stop moving. They come to a stand on the dance floor. Okay. Is the chaperone there? Can I see the chaperone? Yeah. In fact, he's approaching and he has a camera out, like kind of a big, like goofy camera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To take our picture. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I strike a pose. What do you do with Duncan? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, Duncan's a little, he's a little, like, floppy now, right? Uh, more rigid than floppy. Oh, he's rigid. Okay, uh, <laughs> I hold him like a stand-up bass. <laughs> oh. uh, yep. It's like Weekend at Bernie's. Yep. Weekend at Duncan's. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, the chaperone snaps a picture of the two of you and a few, it's like a Polaroid. And so a few seconds later, it comes out and it looks goofy as hell. <laughs> um, 
Fucking love it. But he hands it love to it. you and says, turn this into mixed Roxbury and you will pass your test. Thank you. Hey. Chaperone. Yay. That was some fancy footwork out there. Nice job. I would high five Duncan, but he is. Lord of the dance. Yeah. yeah. I am the Lord of the dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Duncan is just mumbling like a metronome count. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. Ooh, four, I one, love two, that. Three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Unless the polonaise is a waltz, and that is one. I think two, it's a. I think two, it's yeah. I think it's a a, a a waltz. It's honestly He's hard to it. tell from these videos. <laughs> it's what the <laughs> rhythm is. Let's jump to Claire Claremont. Let's. Claire, you throw open the doors to the gymnasium. Uh huh. Inside is a brightly illuminated, vast space. It is maple hardwood, bright overhead lights. There's a row of bleachers that are empty, and there is one person standing at midcourt. He is a extremely jacked man in short shorts and a referee polo. He's got a whistle around his neck, a sweatband around his forehead, and his eyes lock with you immediately as you enter. Uh, I'm going to take a look around. Do I see any canes? No. Hmm. I think Claire starts walking towards the man and going, I say, how will I do my womanly calisthenics without my calisthenics cane? What kind of physical education is this? He blows his whistle extremely loudly (laughs) and says, you will respect me when you enter my gym. Step up to the line. Claire just stares at him blankly. Are you here for the test or not? Yes, I'm here for the test. Step up to the line. Which line? What is a? I don't see any people in a line. <laughs> he points to the like line at mid midcourt midfield. Ah, the painted line. You could have said so. Claire very slowly walks up to the line. The PE teacher eyes you up and down. Are you ready for your test? I mean, I guess we'll find out. But so far, I'd say that that's a solid no. <laughs> Well, you better get ready. This is your last chance to back out. Claire makes a look around to see if she can spot any horses. Claire's concept of physical education is also very dated. So she's kind of expecting (laughs) hoops or horses (laughs) or calisthenic canes because Uh that's what it was. Or dancing. Yeah, where's the maypole? (laughs) Yeah, so she's... she's (laughs) I mean, she's here for it, but she does not understand. Like, if you're going to make her play dodgeball, be prepared. (laughs) Skipping or... Yeah, jump rope. The teacher who I think you can see on his name tag is Mr. Gwandi. He Mm -hmm. reaches behind his back like he's grabbing like something that is like holstered on his back, maybe. Although you didn't see anything there before. And he produces a kind of like brown orange oblong ball with stitches running from front to back on one section of it and hands it to you and says, time for your test. Oh, I can definitely make this. Give me two hours. Oh, no. No. (laughs) No. Your test is to score a touchdown. To assess your aptitude, I have created a perfect facsimile of the Elsewhere Elementary Lil Eldritch Horrors Pee Wee football team. Oh, no. Claire touches the ball to her feet. Done. Touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm having fun with this. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, it's amazing. I'm into it. Uh, the floor at the other end of the gymnasium opens up, and clawing their way out of the pit are five entities, each a tangled mess of quivering flesh with an indeterminate number of appendages. You perceive them as azure, umber, crimson, and jade only because your mind cannot comprehend the vastness of their presence beyond the visible light spectrum. These unholy abominations slither and slough over the maple hardwood towards you, stopping at mid-court to form up into a pretty close approximation of a cover two defense. Ugh, defensive lineman, am I right? We're <laughs> <laughs> oh, always right. shifting and transmuting. I think once Claire sees this, like something in her brain clicks into place and she goes, Oh, the dirty, sweaty jersey game that Walker's obsessed with. Is this the version where I can hit them? That is encouraged. They will hit you. <laughs> Her eyes go black and you see her nails extend out and grip around the ball. And she goes, perfect. And I think she runs full force while singing the French national anthem. <laughs> As you do. Does Claire get a team or is it just by yourself? Claire didn't bring a that's team. That's a good question. <laughs> didn't bring a team. Yeah, I guess that's on us. <laughs> I guess we're busy dancing in the other Yeah, room. that's all right. Tell me about your approach. Like, are you, tr are you trying to get around them? Are you trying to, like, what does this look like? Give me some spatial cues. So yeah, they're... so there's there's two basically right in front of you on either side, just offset. There's one slightly further back between those two, kind of like ready to fill in the gap, whichever way. And then there's two further back playing like zone coverage. Okay. What else is in this gymnasium? Okay, are there stands on either side? Is there uh, basketball hoops up or anything? Yeah, so there's a row of bleachers on one side. There are basketball hoops. They're kind of like pushed back. They're at either end, so they're not really near you. There's the open pit, which for lack of any sort of end zone, you can only assume is the, the touchdown area. So I have to... Dunk it in the pit. Dunk it in the pit, but not myself. Don't, don't think too much about it. If you run up to the pit and throw the ball in, you'll, you'll win. Okay. okay, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how that... <laughs> Got to dive into a pit of who knows. <laughs> Oh boy, listeners, this is when you're going to find out that I know nothing about football. <laughs> Me, Tio, knows nothing about football. Because this is a an accurate and factual depiction <laughs> of the game of football. Yeah, this okay. is what it's like every time. Yeah. Okay, so then here's, here's what I'm going to do. Presumably these things, they seem kind of cumbersome and maybe a little... I'm, a, I'm envisioning them as like top heavy. Like yeah, they're kind of... Yeah. You said they have... Mo yeah. I'm going to guess that they follow zombie rules. Not that they're slow, but that they're not very well coordinated. Is that a fair assumption? Mm, if you wanted to give me a role to assess reality, I don't think you could know that. Or, okay. I'm just saying from the way justifiably they're moving, assume are that. they like jiltedly moving or do they seem with it? Okay. They I can, move I in an do... unnatural and perturbing way, which is both disjointed and slithery, but also sometimes extremely quickly. That's fine. Yeah. What I'm going to do is I start charging as if I am going to head towards the first two, like right in the middle of them, except that as I get close, I am going to duck and roll beyond yeah. them. Juke them. Yeah. Break their ankles. <laughs> I would give you save your skin or face fear, depending on how you feel like you're doing this. Can I pitch hoodwink? 
I'm trying to make them think I'm about to run right into them. So they're like ready to grab me at that height. And then I'm ducking and weaving, basically. Okay. Yeah, sure. Hoodwink. That's an eight. On a seven to nine, your ploy works, but the GM will introduce a complication or consequence. <laughs> Claire, I think you do this. You kind of like roll and weave and, and juke them out. And the, the two front abominations collide with one another as they attempt to tackle you. And it's kind of like two water balloons hitting one another in midair. They kind of like go over one another. And then they kind of explode outward in both directions. <laughs> and then they kind of merge. Sexy. And the two that you have passed as you move by them uh, are now one big Elder Tor, and it's sprouting these pseudopods, these tendrils, which come to like a, a meaty head. And as you move further downfield, it is uh, regrouping in pursuit, but you have moved past it. All right. That is the consequences. Now there's a bigger one behind you. <laughs> yes, yes. Power Ranger style. Almost okay. halfway there. Yeah. How far down am I? Or how far am I from the end zone at this point? Uh, I think it's more helpful to think about it as you are getting past these Elder Torrors. So you've made it past the so first I... line, basically, and now there's the equivalent of a linebacker trying to come tackle you. It's formed up almost like a cobra. So it's got like a narrow slithery base and then like a big hood that's growing mm. larger and like moving to tackle you. Okay. Look, if they can squish together and become one, then I'm going to go ahead and assume that we're in Play-Doh rules here. Yeah, the one in front of you is like flattening out, right? Yeah, I mean, they seem quite malleable. I can use that to my advantage. So I am gripping the ball, which means I have only one hand of attack currently. So I'm going to use my nail to stab and puncture the football, stick it on one of my claws like a <laughs> shish kebab like a martini olive love, love where yeah. this is going <laughs> so it's there uh, i have it got it but it's no longer something i have to actively hold and then i am going to be doing a spin with my claws out so that i am essentially like a rotating circular saw that is going to cut a hole through this linebacker to get through give me a roll to fight for your life this is wild. <laughs> this is like, you know, like you're cooking. Like you're just, just backyard uh, pick up pigskin in the lovely <laughs> town of somewhere. Yeah, just like my brothers and I used to play. Yeah. Yeah. Knives uh, out. That is a 10. Okay. Whoa. So on seven and nine, <laughs> you and your opponent inflict harm on each other as established. And on 10 plus, you get to choose an extra effect. Whoa. Hell yeah. <laughs> I want to take something from them. I feel like this is your favorite thing. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> it really is. And what I want to take is a piece of them that I can then manipulate and be able to mold it into a ball of entropic horror that I can throw back. So if you want to take a piece of them totally, I think if you want to like work it, you'll need to embrace chaos. Oh, I'm fine with that. Okay. No, yeah. So you, what does this look like? <laughs> Okay, so I have circular sawed my way through them. I've got some remnants of the intrepid horror on my claws. I've also got the football, the deflated football on one claw. I make it into a ball that I am preparing to throw at one of these two. Amazing. You are going to take one harm as this horrible multicolored flesh surface splatters over you. 
I assume you're going <laughs> to use your black and blood burning bile. Yes. Yes, I am. Okay, go ahead and mark one vestige. A fresh track of vestige. I really do. Yeah, so you pretty much obliterate this little eldritch horror, and its corpus splatters in sort of a, a manner which is reminiscent of Plato, liquid and flesh, kind of all mixed up together. And yeah, you have a, a good chunk that you can try to work and serve up, you know, like a fastball. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and mm -hmm. there are two remaining little eldritch horrors ahead of you. Yeah, let me embrace that chaos. Okay, do it. <laughs> That's a <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> That's a twelve. Oh my Hit god. Me. Oh my god. Damn. Okay, so on a ten plus, choose two from the list below. <laughs> That's where all the rolls have been waiting. <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, I want to briefly wield this power's effect sure. that I then inflict that pain on them as I throw it at them. And then, oh, you subvert this power to achieve your end. Plus four and four, it's not bad. I don't know if I need to do those two together or if the subverting the power to achieve my ends kind of covers what I'm looking to do. You tell me. I'm basically using its power against it. Yeah, I think if you want it to do literal harm, there is an option for that. But if you're kind sure. of setting this up to distract one of the two, then I think wield and subvert to get a plus one forward on whatever your next maneuver is. I think that makes a lot of sense. Okay, then yes, that is what I'm doing. And I do want to know, is there like a pep squad? The game? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there are uh, two, <laughs> two elder tourers with like, it, they look like pom-poms, but the ribbons are like visions of all the galaxies in the universe. And as they oh. shake them, everything feels kind of fuzzy. Oh. And when they jump up and down, the whole space that you're in shakes. Oh, yeah. oh school. <laughs> <laughs> Go elsewhere. Yeah. Except yeah. it actually sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have thrown a ball of the entropic horror Play-Doh at one of them. Uh-huh. It like staggers back. So I threw a ball at one of them, let's say the one to my left, and then I'm trying to run around the one on my right that I assume is coming after me. The approach is similar. I'm going full force, but as I get within a swoop distance, I wanna do a squat. And with my nails out, hit the floor really hard. You know, like a frog when it's getting ready to jump, it first like goes down and pushes itself up really high to jump really high. Y'all know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes, I think we know how frogs work. Before the leap, yeah. I want to essentially do that maneuver. And as I leap forward into the air, I'm going to call upon Rudy. So my eyes go black and I go, Rudy, guide this baby home. Won't you guide the sleigh tonight? Guide the sleigh tonight. <laughs> I only need a little bit of that sweet, sweet juice. And I am in the air. And what do you need me to roll to see if I get Rudy power to leapfrog over this intrepid horror? This one is going to be a face fear. This sure. is something risky in the face of fear or danger. I think as you're running up and you're preparing your leap maneuver, this last elder horror erupts into a web, basically. It has seen what you've done previously, and it's trying to like ensnare you as the much mm -hmm. larger one is, is lumbering after you from behind. So go ahead and give me a roll to face fear. Sweet. I have a plus one forward, just as a reminder. And you do indeed. <laughs> as if I needed that. Um, <laughs> that this is, is this is scary. 
what Claire destroying the elsewhere elementary of Little Aldrich Horrors single handedly. It's our fault. We've sent Claire by herself to try to do a test for something called the standard. There's no way that would have gone any way we would have expected. That was a 12, okay. friends. On a 10 plus, you accomplished what you set out to do. Save those save those dice. Yeah. Uh, look, I don't Shrine control They're on fire tonight. Feast or famish is kind of how it seems to go. The one thing, Claire, I think doesn't happen is you don't hear anything from Rudy. You do this all by yourself. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Hell yeah. Clock that Hell for later. Yeah. Motivation. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. I land on the other side. I am now presumably at the end, at the edge of the end zone. You're yeah. You're right above the the pit, as sort of endless void, uh, a cosmic expanse uh, that encompasses the the soul of the universe. Does it look pretty? Uh, unfathomably pretty. I take a photo for Snoot. Okay. <laughs> Sploot. Sploot. I take a photo Snoot. for Sploot. <laughs> That's what we call pictures on, on Sploot. Snoots. Snoots. Uh, your camera starts screaming. <laughs> ah, sounds appropriate. Blow battery. Uh, this happens all the time. Uh, um, okay. I pull the football off of my nail like one would take an olive off of a toothpick in a drink. With your and, teeth? Yes, with my teeth. Uh, and oh. I drop it into the abyss. It descends downward uh, and then kind of starts to get distorted, like twists and flattens. And for a second, you feel like it's crossing more than three dimensional space. And then it disappears and the pit abruptly closes up. And as it's closing, the little eldritch horrors are siphoned back into it. And then the whole thing just like... You hear a whistle from midcourt as Mr. Gwandi looks at you expectantly and kind of like taps the, the watch on his wrist. Have I finished? Have I done the touchdown? He's got a little pocket on his polo, on his referee polo, and he pulls it out, scribbles on it, hands it to you and says to you, that was some of the finest running I have ever seen in football. A plus. If you ever want to try out for the team, come find me. Will do. Hey folks, Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 12 of Monster Hour Absurdia. I hope you got your tickets to prom, because if you didn't, they're gonna get you. Watch your back. A big thank you, as always, to everyone who's been helping to spread the word about the show by leaving us a rating and review, giving us a shout on social media, and recommending the show to your favorite teacher. Don't forget that if you tweet about the show using hashtag MonsterHourPod, you might find that your name exists in a quantum state between realities, tethered not just to you, but to somewhere resident as well. This week, that interdimensional nexus belongs to Mr. Gwandi and Miss McMillan, coming up after the break, named after at Tastes Like a Spy and at General L. McMill on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, we know a lot of folks are leaving the bird site right now because it is in freefall after being purchased by the real-life version of Augie Vault. If you are on your way out, a friendly reminder that we have a Discord server where you can keep up with the show and chat with us and other fans. There's a link in the show notes that will take you straight there. I want to give a special shout out this week to the newest member of WSOM's Eternal Pledge Drive. Here's Pedro. Thank you to all of our patrons for supporting the show and helping us bring you awesome bonus content. I am editing part two of our Trophy Dark game set in the big box, and it is a hot, spooky mess. You do not want to miss it, I assure you. If you want to toss a few pogs our way, you can head over to patreon.com slash monsterhour or follow the link in the show notes. 
Our community spotlight this week is Nameless Monsters, a new Monster of the Week actual play podcast set in the cryptic town of Triple Springs. Welcome to Nameless Monsters, an actual play podcast currently running Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. Think things are strange in your neck of the woods? Try Triple Springs on Versailles. Max is going to take a second. She's been schlepping this person-sized duffel bag. She's going to put it down, undo the combination lock, and she pulls out a belt of grenades. Max, you're the government person, so I don't want to, like, tell you how to do your job. Join Brad, Mags, and Morris as they try to navigate the weirdness facing them at every turn. Oh, no. Starting out strong with a six. Oh, no. <laughs> I've got two charm and everything. Brad is so charming. She shoots you. <gasps> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nameless Monsters. Catch us every other Wednesday on your favorite platform. And happy hunting. That's all I've got for you this week, dear listeners. Tune in November 29th for the next broadcast of WSOM Radio Somewhere. Max, with rigid metronome Duncan in tow, you step out of the cafeteria. And at the same time, the door to the gymnasium is thrown open and a ragged, wild-looking Claire Claremont, black sclera just fading away, um, steps out of the gymnasium. Duncan, since the scene is over, you come to the fog of the dance recedes. Go ahead and clear your essence track, and you also are going to gain a fracture. And I'm actually going to pick one off of the list of examples. Yeah, I yeah. think obsessed. I think obsessed works pretty well. What are you obsessed with? I think this uh, dance has has introduced a kind of obsession with dance, order, <laughs> and with dance, with dance. I can't stop. My feet are shuffling. Okay. They are a boogieing. Um, <laughs> with like a order and like everything fitting into a like a slot uh, whether that's of time or space you've got a little bit of the standard in you a little bit of the standard uh which of your basic moves are you assigning this to embrace chaos okay i like it Mm. makes sense if you're obsessed with order embracing (laughs) chaos uh makes sense for a fracture yep okay so the three of you have rendezvoused in the hallway (sighs) max that's my name don't wear it out what happened Well, and I hold up the photo. I got my prom date. We have to go back and get my grade from the social studies teacher. You know, you were, you were really good, uh, until you weren't. And then I kind of had to pull my own weight around in there and yours too. But, uh, here we are. Look at that. Don't you look great? And I hold the photo up and show him. Yeah, I get a little creeped out looking at the photo. I (laughs) don't remember that. Yeah, you have a decidedly rectangular look to you. <laughs> a lot of, lot of sharp edges. <laughs> Not the way a human should look. <laughs> do we perchance hear anything from the closet nearby? Uh, yeah, you do. You hear like gears whirring and like a banging sound. Assistance, assistance. Principal requires assistance. Claire, did you? What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Do we want to leave him here? Yes. Oh, okay. Who was that? Who said that? <laughs> Do we want to take him with us? Not really. He's not going to be happy. We have one test left. He's pretty Civics. dour company. Well, that doesn't bother me so much as the lack of an off switch. It's unsettling.
Everyone has one. Um, yeah. Should we swing by social studies to turn in the picture? Yes, we should do that. The last place we need to go is the Indigo Eye, which is on the other side of the Gristle Room from social studies. I think maybe it might be nice for all three of us to do the final test together. It seemed helpful in the red circle room to have a buddy. That sounds great. Let's swing by the social studies room and then we'll, we'll all go do the last one together. Sounds great. All right. That's what we do, Quinn. The three of you make your way down the hallway. I think we get like a Scooby-Doo montage of yep. like yes. you like yes. ducking into lockers and then like stepping out of a different locker as hall monitors Perfect. pursue you. Absolutely. Um, yep. But ultimately, because I'm just I'm not interested in having you roll to evade the hall monitors every time you move from room to room. That's not good audio. You make it to <laughs> Mix Roxbury and the social studies classroom. They are at their desk, and for a dramatic effect, Max, I think that the uh, last grains of sand are spilling out of that hourglass. Ah, yes, and I run up and I slam it down on the desk. Mix Roxbury looks at the photo, your prom photo, your Mm -hmm. weekend at Duncan's, (laughs) kind of like holds it up and and looks at you and Duncan. I give a thumbs up. Pulls out Um. uh, a little (laughs) stock card and scribbles on it, and you can see that it is a B plus. All right. All right, I'll take it. And upon delivering your grade, they go back and sit at their desk and just stare into the middle distance. Super. Creepy and weird. Great to meet you. Okay, bye. And we leave. (laughs) I bow on my way out the door. (laughs) They don't do anything at all. Okay. I assume to the indigo eye? Correct. Yes. All right. You throw open the door to the indigo eye classroom. This room is adorned with all sorts of like civic bureaucratic memorabilia. There's like different newspaper clippings of like different events in the town. There's various like campaign posters for the city council. There's like pins and yard signs, all sort of those sorts of things. And seated at the desk at the fore is a woman in her 40s. She's got like a a really like big, almost over large bun. And she's wearing like a light sweater over a a button up shirt. She's got really big, thick horn rim glasses. And the pupils in her eyes are check marks like you would see on a voting pamphlet. Question, Quinn, are they both going the same way? No. Or different directions? Different directions. Okay. Which looks, when you look at it, uh, a little menacing, even though she looks very kind Mm. and sweet. You don't say that old checkmark eyes over there doesn't look a little (laughs) menacing. Wow, I'm so surprised, Quinn. I am shocked. And she has a nameplate at her desk that says Miss McMillan. I look around at all the accoutrement and just under my breath, like, ah, oh, Stafford would have loved this. Aw. Aw, old Stafford. He probably would have known what all of this does. Well, we'll get him back, probably. Uh, yes, hello. Um, Are you here for the test? I look at the other two. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yep, yep, yep. yes. Yep. All three of you? Yes. Confirm. Mm-hmm. Are you going to participate trivia game show style? Mm. Against each other? No, on a team. Oh. oh, then yes, yes. Oh, great. Sure. Well, like Family Feud? Who are we competing against? Me. Oh. I don't remember that in school. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're competing against the standard. Of course, of course. Oh. Well, what does oh. the standard know about civics anyways? You can make a really good ball of goo out of them. 
the standard? Yes. Oh. Miss McMillan stands up and flips the chalkboard, and the other side is like a game show board, light up and flashing. She walks over and pushes some of the desks aside and kicks one of the floorboards, and it flips, and a big like game show booth pops up, and there's three buzzers on three podiums, and she gestures for you to take your places. Okay, yeah, I guess. All right, I shuffle over, hand over buzzers. Yep. Okay, get ready for your civics test. Uh, it's open book, right? Do you have a book with you? Uh, yeah, I would I was like to say. borrow a book. <laughs> no! <laughs> unprepared students are unprepared to meet the standard. I'm prepared. First question. What year was somewhere officially incorporated into reality? Option A, 1940 cat. Hmm. Option hmm. B, 19 chimpanzee. Option C, <laughs> good year. 18 <laughs> whale. Option D, unknown. Is it is it D? Uh, yeah, D, unfathomable. Okay. Are you ready to lock in your answer? Let's lock it in. Yes. That's correct. The answer is unknown. Top beeromancers mm. are still studying the phenomena of how somewhere came to be. Ah. Nailed it. Good job. Are you ready for question two? There's more questions? How many? Yeah. There are um, eight questions. And how many do we have to get right? What's a passing grade? Uh, six. (laughs) Okay, next question. What form of government was adopted when the city council vanquished the great pretender during the governance war? Mm. This is not multiple choice, you big babies. Shit. Shit. (laughs) Why not? Is this Todd? I want to say Todd. What the do you guys Todd go- to the, the Todd, Todd form government. of government? <laughs> That's a good answer, but let's give it a little think. <laughs> representative? Uh, I don't uh, know. I don't know if they're Do they have a city manager or mayor? I think it's oligarchy. <laughs> well, we do have a city council. Praise be. So presumably that's representative government. It could be oligarchy too. If it's the council, it's just the council. I don't remember if we can vote or not. Have you ever voted before? Well, I'm not a good representation of whether we can <laughs> Claire, vote in this Claire town. Claire doesn't or not. vote. <laughs> yeah, Claire wouldn't know. Claire's looking at you two. Like Claire doesn't can you vote, vote? And mm. Max doesn't pay taxes. Right. Okay. <laughs> so yep. Duncan. Duncan. Do would, we vote for city you, council? Yeah, I feel like there's a, there's announcements that election was yesterday. Yeah, the election was always yesterday. The election was always yesterday. That does imply that it is a representative democracy or just a democracy. Yeah, where the votes all happened yesterday. Presumably. So so that is the answer? Council. What was the question again? Todd. No, 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 no. We've Mm -hmm. we've moved on from Todd as a former government. Council of Todd's. Is it direct democracy or representative democracy? It's one of those. I think it's an inferred democracy. (laughs) And I kind of like that answer. I actually like that a lot. (laughs) I think it might be the most accurate. (laughs) Quinn, I think that might be our answer. Yeah. Is that your final answer? Inferred democracy is our final answer. Lock it in. Locking it in. (laughs) That is technically correct. Although the city council, (laughs) praise praise be, doesn't like it when you say the word democracy. Also acceptable would have been bureaucracy or council management. Oh, bureaucracy. Oh. I've heard about that. 
Question three. Uh-huh. What beloved landmark was abandoned to the screaming fog in 1960 fish? Is it the bus stop? Yes, beloved right? Beloved landmark, the bus stop? Was it the lighthouse? Or was it the <gasps> gas it station? The you can't go into the gas station, right? No, but that's not because of the screaming fog. Yeah, oh, the lighthouse right. is off in the fog. <gasps> I think, I think, I think Duncan's I think was, right. I think the beloved lighthouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That is Drink correct. Bikini, baby. Let's Woo! go. The all-seeing lighthouse was abandoned to the screaming fog. Excellent. We should do trivia more often. Hey, can we get Normal Brewery to do trivia, you think? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, maybe she'd like to come and be the trivia master. Oh. The check marks on her eyes, like, spin around in what you hope oh. is excitement. Oh. Question four. Name one vehicle protected under the Endangered Automobiles Act. It's the bus. The bus. The bus? Maybe yes. It's the bus. Yes. We like the bus. Lock it in. That is correct. Buses are protected Yay. under the Endangered Autos Act. There we Yay. go, baby. Question five. Name two forms of currency accepted as legal tender during tax season. Pogs. During tax season. Pogs. Blood. Pogs is one. Blood, yeah. I guess, yeah, Claire, you run a shop, right? Yes, yes. I, I frequently drop off bags of blood and, and nobody bothers me. And But Matt, it's tax season. Max, you don't pay taxes. You're right, I don't. I kind of let Sebastian handle this financial part of the station. Everybody wants to pay me in Pogs, which makes me think that... Pogs is for sure one Pogs. of them. Pogs? I think the other one is blood. I think oh. sacrifice is a form of currency. Okay, Pogs and sacrifice. If it's not, then I'm in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I need a lawyer. <laughs> you submit your tax form and you get it back and it goes, th- thank you for the blood, but this is not an acceptable form of currency. <laughs> is that your final answer? Lock it in. Yes. <laughs> oh, go That is correct. Sweet. Accepted forms of legal tender during tax season are council bucks, blood, oh, pogs, right. yeah. and time. Yeah. Time. Uh, time. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That explains a lot about tax season, actually. <laughs> Question six. Because the city council, praise me, refuses to acknowledge its existence, it is unlawful to conduct business in which part of town? The capital? No, I think it's the alleyway. The alleyway? Oh, because, oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yes, 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 I know yeah, what you the, mean. Yeah, the back alley yes. area where... The back Jackie alley, is. I think that yeah, makes a lot of yes. sense. Yeah. Yes. Back alley? Is that your final answer? Yes. Yes. The back alley for the sweep. I link arms with everybody. Yes. That is correct. Oh, it is look at this. I'm so smart. against I'm council so ordinance to conduct business in the back alley. Don't do it. No, never. <laughs> Question seven. Somewhere Public Utilities was first established to provide residents with which important service? Air. Breathing air. Or is it gravity? Mm, Gravity is a good one. Gravity is a pretty important service. You guys pay for gravity, right? Uh, sure I do. (laughs) Yes. The way you say that makes me think you don't. I, of course, always pay for things, yeah. It could be water treatment. There's that wastewater treatment facility. Hmm. I think I heard, Claire, you you went through there briefly. Yes. Hmm. Is it yeah. do water? Oh boy, I don't remember. I think it might be gravity. I think gravity or air. Gravity and air are both very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I would argue air is more important than gravity for us. That's true. You could float around and still breathe. Not the case for trees, really... though. So it really depends. Mm. Either answer makes sense to me. I think we should get credit for either. Yeah, can we say gravity and air? Lock it in. Lock it in. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Incorrect. <gasps> the correct answer was Technicolor. Damn it. Damn it. Publicly available Technicolor of originated in 1920 fish. Well, I work in radio, so. Hmm. Hmm. Final Damn. question. Okay. According to the best historical records of the public library, in what year is the ruinous utter destruction of yore currently taking place? Ooh. Max, any thoughts? Have you been there? No. Me neither. Me neither. And if I have, I might not even remember. How many did we have to get to, to pass? I think we're there. So this is for okay. gravy. Mm-hmm. This is for, for pride, is really. For all the pogs. For all the pogs. Current the year was 1770 great. Yes. How I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. <laughs> if anyone starts singing the song right now. No, we're not. We're not doing the song. We're not doing the song. What about 1920 Fish? 1920 Fish? That year seems to pop up a lot. That year did pop up a lot. That's when they gave us Technicolor, as we just mm -hmm. learned. Well, if it's currently taking place, maybe that's now. But it's the destruction of yore. I think it should be. I think it's currently is taking place right fish. now. 1920 fish. What year is now? That's a great question, Point isn't it? <laughs> that is a good question. I think now is now. Really, honestly. Why do you? Th why yeah. do you think I've made every date incomprehensible? Because <laughs> yeah. ah. I refuse to acknowledge a you're not putting a norm based time. timeline. It's in the year before tomorrow. Oh Ooh. yes. Yeah, that's got to be it. That has to be accurate. I remember I was interviewing a librarian about it. <laughs> Is that your final answer? Lock it in the year before yes. tomorrow. What? what? The correct answer. They weren't really a librarian. Is 1940 Boar. Oh. 44. Okay. That's well, okay, though. You got six out of eight correct, which means you passed with Yay! A. Bingo. B minus, and Miss McMillan pulls out a big stamp and slams three note cards and hands them to you. Bingo. Congratulations, you passed civics. Claire very slyly takes a photo of the card that shows that she got a B minus in something. You got an A plus <laughs> in football or PE. <laughs> yeah, but she's not as excited about that one. <laughs> Are you going to go show, I was going to say we your parents. Go back Are you going to go show Walker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to show my mom. <laughs> no, I think she's going to go show the bureaucrat, the bureaucrat. Oh, Mina. Yeah, oh, no, Gina. William. Mm -hmm. William. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Somehow just slyly work it into conversation. <laughs> Great. We have our cards. Do we have to go back to, do we have to find Principal again? Where did we leave him? In the closet. As he deserves. We probably do, because he pulled up the checks, so we've got to go make sure that we're all good. Let's go back to the closet. The three of you make your way back to the closet to find Principal still banging on the door. <laughs> <laughs> I busted open. Although, actually, now you can see there's like a, a tiny hole where he's sort of like drilling Aww, with his hand. Oh, <laughs> look at him. <laughs> release Principal. I have important administration duties to perform. I release Principal and show him the card. Z. Z. Standard yep. passed. We passed. 
Principal's like chest plate pops out and open and you see a mobile version basically of the map that you saw previously in his office of the school. And you see the three remaining unchecked boxes light up and Principal's robotic eyes turn to the three of you and you see like a a clear saline liquid dribble out. uh, And he says, I am so proud of you. Oh, he's leaking. Uh, And that song starts to play from Principal. uh, As reality starts to jiggle, starts to uh, wobble a little bit, you feel an uneasy pit in your stomach. And Max, once again, you recognize the profound, inescapable feeling of time travel. And it is rapid as what you perceive shifts from the top right and the bottom left until it flattens completely and everything disappears. 